honestly speaking, what we've seen, these spills are cleaned up by the ocean itself, meaning the ocean tide comes in, takes it back out. What they do now, it contaminates the water, contaminates the habitat, you know, and the environment. There's probably millions and millions of gallons spilled on land each year. And that is in, again, refineries, factories, vehicles, transportation, warehouses, industrial areas and businesses. So it's a common because we need engines in so many different applications again. And anywhere there's an engine, there's going to be a spill at some point. Well, our product actually absorbs pretty well any kind of hydrocarbon, meaning anything used in an engine, our product will absorb it if it's spilled or leaked. It does not absorb water. Our product is a natural plant material and it's actually hydrophobic by nature. So it repels water, but absorbs oil. Welcome to Mindful Businesses presented by Sarani and I'm your host, Vidya Ayer. In our podcast, we bring to you businesses that are mindful in their practices and processes. A mindful business employs sustainable social, economic, and environmental practices. Today we have with us Ronnie Ebanks, owner of SaveSorb. Save time, money, and the environment. He joins us from Los Angeles, California. Welcome, Ronnie. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here today. When we think about oil spills, we usually have the image of oil-covered marine life, but Several of the spills happen on land too, in urban or in rural settings. What are the rate of these spills that happen, say, accidentally or even not accidentally for industrial purposes or even in farms? Well, there's so many applications for fuel and oil around the country, around the world. Any engine that is operating, runs on a fuel, runs on an oil, runs on different type of fluids. And all those fluids are very dangerous to the environment, very toxic, correct? So not only are there major spills when we see it on the oceans from oil refineries or oil pipes, oil ships, but in the U.S. alone, there's probably millions and millions of gallons spilled on land each year. And that is in, again, refineries, factories, vehicles, transportation, warehouses, industrial areas and businesses. So it's a common because we need engines in so many different applications again. And anywhere there's an engine, there's going to be a spill at some point. Anywhere there's fuel stations, fuel trucks, they have tanks that bust, hoses that bust in oil, fuel, diesel get spilled, but chemicals and all of that is very dangerous to the environment. And that's where we come in and see a place to make a change. Are you focused mainly on petroleum products or are there different chemicals that are spilled often and in which your solution can be used? Well, our product actually absorbs pretty well any kind of hydrocarbon, meaning anything used in an engine, our product will absorb it if it's spilled or leaked. So that is from diesel, gas, oil, brake fluid, transmission fluid. Our product absorbs over 100 different chemicals, Savesorbs does. It also is very effective on oil-based paint, latex paint. So we have customers in all different industries, paint companies being one of our big customers. 
fuel companies, transportation companies, manufacturing companies, down to, say, Costco, who's one of our big customers. They use spill kits in their tractors and trucks in case they bust a hose. They want to be able to contain it right away. So we make a spill kit that they purchase from us and use in every vehicle, every truck and tractor in their business centers. So it goes from there to Shell Oil, who uses Savesorb to clean out sludge from the bottom of a tank. And then you have the common uses of just garages where they're fixing cars and they have small oil leaks. They use our product. So we have a a vast variety of industries and companies that are using us. And it's very effective in many different applications besides oil. Anything to do with hydrocarbon, though. It does not absorb water. Our product is a natural plant material, and it's actually hydrophobic by nature. So it repels water but absorbs oil, which makes it very unique for the future of oil spill cleanup on oceans, rivers, streams. Most people would remember, at least people my age would remember the oil spills in the Gulf. And I remember them trying to skim or trying to burn. So what are the practices presently to clean up these spells? Honestly, it's a market we've not been able to really tap into yet. It's very heavily bureaucracy to get to them, to have our product used by them. When there's a major spill like that, these companies retain or hire a environmental cleanup company that comes in it's really out of the company's hands what's used, what they do. And these companies want to make the most money possible in the quickest amount of time. Majority of the time, honestly speaking, what we've seen, these spills are cleaned up by the ocean itself, meaning the ocean tide comes in, takes it back out. If it's out on the water, many times they disperse it, they skim what they can, recover what they can, but a mass amount is left and the ocean owns it, takes it, and has to absorb it, in a sense. But it doesn't really go away. You just start pushing it further into the ocean. Yes. That's where Savesorb comes in. One day, across the world, this product will be recognized as the go-to product that should be used because once it absorbs fuel, oil, a hydrocarbon molecule, it encapsulates and then starts a biomediation process immediately. And over the next 90 days, 85% of that hydrocarbon molecule is then biodegraded. So it's really nature's miracle plant that's not really been supported or recognized for its capabilities yet. The oil spills on the water, especially one day, it's going to be so prevalent and effective for, because again, it won't absorb the water, it will absorb the oil. And after 72 hours, it will probably sink fibers after absorbing this oil. But again, they're encapsulated. They're trapped inside these fibers. So they never harm the environment after. So they can sink to the bottom of the ocean and do no damage to the ocean while they're being biodegraded, these fuel cells that are sitting on the bottom of the ocean. Three to five, six months later, it's actually gone, biodegraded. Unlike what they do now, it contaminates the water, contaminates the habitat, you know, and the environment. Even if you skim it from the ocean, what do you do with it? They repurpose it. They clean it. What they can get up skimming, they're able to, you know, reuse and put back into production or or use. But again, on a high scale, I would say they get 70% of what they spill, possibly. You know, I don't know if that's a big enough, if that number is, if they reach that amount. So what happens to the other 20, 30% that doesn't get picked up? 
That's very harmful to our oceans, to our habitat, to our plants and marine life. We're slowly killing our planet everywhere, not only on the water, but on land. The fuel that doesn't get cleaned up off of land, where does it go? Into the soil, into the ground, into the water system at some point sooner or later. Same thing with rivers or streams when they spill off of boats on these rivers. Where do they go? Down river and on the land that saturates the water, kills the, you know, the plants, the animals. Yeah, does it get taken out of the environment? That's why our product, We Scream, is so unique and so needed. The awareness around the world is needed for this product. But there are natural absorbents, right, like peat moss or clay that are presently used. What are the natural products that people are using other than yours? Ours is a sphagnum peat moss, is our product, is our core product. It's arguably the best natural absorbent in the world, besides some other things they've found with mushrooms. They've made polymers that are also, we'll suck them up. They're not, of course, not all of them are green or environmentally friendly, but Savesorb is, I think, arguably the most effective for something like that, for especially on water, but also on land, because it's, again, very effective in, in both environments. But right now they use, you know, the big thing, they use a skimming and what's left, you read about how many times they use dispersants to break it up, that it drops and it goes down into the ocean. So what happens to that? Does that that kill the fuel cells? No, it damages more. I've heard that these big ships coming in in international waters, they pour it overboard out in the international water because they have no pushback or no bureaucracy in global international waters to, you know, to police them. On land, I had heard about this solution called phytoremediation, especially in case of brownfields. A brownfield is typically an abandoned industrial site or even a neighborhood gas station that has been shut down and has the fuel tank still buried in the ground. So phytoremediation, could that be used in some of the land-based spills? So like our product is used for bioremediation. If fuel is in the ground and they mix Savesorb in with that ground, it will absorb, encapsulate, draw the fuel and the hydrocarbons out of the ground and leaving it clean and able to be reused and extract the chemicals from it, the fuels from it, the hydrocarbons. So your background is you were a jockey, grew up in the Cayman Islands, and then here you are, voila entrepreneur and uh, innovator. Island boy, horse lover. I had a career of 45 years in horse racing and I was introduced to this product about 10 years ago to help promote it because I've been a promoter, a manager of jockeys, uh, professional horse racing jockeys for 30 years and just had a big reach and knack for promoting selling. And someone showed me this and asked if I would help possibly this new product, bring it to market or launch and do an infomercial. And after seeing miracle that this performed in front of my eyes I wanted to be a a part of it I want to be a a part owner an investor the next thing you know I am founding the company to launch this product because of just the potential I saw the win 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 I call it and that is helping the workers because it's so much easier and more effective for them and lighter to use helping the companies it's saving them money helping the planet because it's protecting the earth and keeping the fuel and hydrocarbons from being in the earth, the waters, rivers, in our soils. And then also in the end, helping myself with a company and my entrepreneur background and passion for doing new things and bringing new things, uh, awareness to new products or, or companies. It's a win across the board. You honestly don't 
look like somebody who's been on a horse for 45 years and then another a second career uh, 10 years you have a lot of energy and passion in the way you speak i've had a very a uh, unique life again born in the cayman islands i left at six years old my mother married a u.s uh, citizen and he moved us to the u.s and at six seven years old i was in the south louisiana oklahoma texas and where i got around horses and horse country and by randomly down the road a horse trainer i met his son and he was helping his father clean the stalls and that was my first job at 12 years old was cleaning horse stalls and within six months the father offered to teach me to be a jockey and this dream started to be a professional jockey one day and lo and behold at 15 years old I left home to start traveling the country and racing professionally so I had a seven and a half year professional jockey career and was very successful and outgrew that uh, I was five nine trying to stay 110 pounds at uh, 23 years old I wasn't able to do it any longer I grew out of that job I retired to become an agent managing jockeys and I did that on a high level for 30 years and always had the vision of owning my own company owning other businesses to take me away from horse racing to the next in my life I wanted to do so much more yeah here I am after started two three different businesses and now really passionate about bringing this not only to the US but to the world globally because it's something that's needed everywhere this product not only absorbs oil fuels chemicals paint it absorbs blood it absorbs feces urine soap food oils so it's so amazing it's a great natural cat litter believe it or not i use it for my cat his cat box because it's organic it's natural and it's such an absorbent it captures the ammonia molecules the ammonia out of uh, and kills the odor and it takes the fats oils and greases out of the feces therefore kills the odor of that dries it out so it's very very unique and has so many uses i call it god's miracle plant the sphagnum peat moss so where do you get this peat moss Farmer and supplier is in uh, Eastern Canada, and it's grounds of acres and acres of peat bogs. And peat is primarily used for planting, for nursery. So they have a major international, global customer base for planting for nurseries. But it's also, this is used for animal bedding. It's used for, again, all these absorbents. Yeah, it has many different uses. It's really unique. So does it absorb odor too? Because you said it's, you're able to use it for a cat litter. Yes, what it does, it, it captures the ammonia molecules, therefore killing the ammonia smell. And with the feces, it, it absorbs fats, oils, and greases. So we use it in horse stalls for bedding instead of straw or shavings. It's very, very unique for horse bedding. We use it in chicken coops. One of my best friends, he became a big chicken farmer, and he was using it on the horses as I had advised him to. And he tried it in a chicken coop, and it took so much of the smell and odor and so much cleaner environment to work in with the chicken coops because of its the properties, how it works on feces. So you get this peat moss from Canada or other farms. What do you do with it? They harvest it, they bag it in different sizes for us, pre-bagged. We ship it here, resell the package bags, and then we break down the peak moss by a thousand pound big totes that we use that to manufacture and make spill socks, spill mats. We fill these socks and mats with them, and they use that for spill containment. The socks are in case you bust the hose, spill kit on your truck with a sock and a mat. If you bust the hose, you throw the sock down, it keeps it from running into the, the water system, into the river, into the, the drainage, while you take a bag of the loose product and pour it on the spill, that'll clean it up immediately. And if anything gets left behind, the great thing is it's encapsulated, it'll never get back into the environment again. In six months, it'll be the dust, it'll be biodegraded. You keep saying encapsulated. How do you know that it won't leach back? 
by science. Yes, we have a test called a fish biopsy test. And what they do is they absorb oil with Savesorb. They put four spinominnows in a fish tank and they put that Savesorb that's absorbed the oil in the tank. If the fish lives 72 hours, that proves no benzene leached into the water. Otherwise, it would kill the fish. The fish were alive after 72 hours, so nothing leaches. Once it absorbs anything, it's inside the fiber. The fibers, by nature, about an inch long. They are about a quarter water moisture and a three-quarters hollow. That hollowness is with the room it has to absorb oil, fuel cells, hydrocarbons. When it fills up, once it'll absorb about 15 times its weight. It has a waxy coating by nature, so when the molecule goes inside the fiber, the waxy coating closes it up. It can't come back out. It's trapped, and it has a positive-negative charge by science. It immediately starts a biomediation process eating that fuel cell away. Again, it's a miracle. I keep using the word miracle. If you watch it perform and you read the science of what it does, it is actually a true miracle. And you look at it and it looks like dirt or, or mulch. How big is this market? It's enormous and it's growing by the day. The industrial absorbent markets will grow from, it's estimated to grow from $5.7 billion in 2021 to $7.8 billion by 2026. The oil and chemical spill regulation, as well as the growing environmental concerns, really the main factors that's going to really drive the growth of it. But globally, it could be in the 30 to 60 million that it will grow to. It's going to be enormous just because of the environmental factors that the contamination that's going on around the world. So there is a lot of work to take a solution that's available and make it into a sellable product. You were not the one to discover that Pete Marx does this. How did you even make it marketable? The two gentlemen that come across this, one gentleman particularly found it on the top of a roof of a restaurant where the gat, the fog, the, the fats, oils, and greases came out of the grease trap up onto the roof. There was a contraption there that had a sock in it filled with this material. And he found that sock and investigated and figured, what was this stuff? It was absorbing this oil and keeping it from running on the roof of the restaurant down the drain into the water system. So he found this and we looked the whole market. There was nowhere to find it on the market, but we knew what the raw product was. Someone were using this. So we just, we took it, we built the company around the value and the, the application of what it could do. We shot videos and shown the common product used in the market today is kitty litter, believe it or not. It's a clay product. And clay does not actually absorb, it adsorbs. It only attaches to the outside of this little grain of clay. And if it sits there long enough, it'll drip back off. So they have to use so much clay to get this oil because it's not really absorbing, it's just attaching. So in comparison, it takes 30 pounds of clay to clean up one gallon of oil. It takes two pounds of Savesorb to do the same job. So the worker, instead of carrying a 30-pound bag to go clean it up and then carrying that 35 pounds back, he only has to carry two pounds. So the weight load, the, the disposal, the storage, and the cost, and the simplicity and effectiveness comparable. Clay, you have to put about three different layers of clay down to get it fully up. Saves or if you put it down once, leave it two minutes, sweep it up, it's gone. It's sucked up inside. It's so, it cuts the cleanup time in half for the workers. It takes only a couple of minutes. It's like almost like a sponge. 
It's almost like a sponge. Think of a mosquito landing on you and watching him. If you leave him and watch him, his body would fill up with the blood. Once he's filled up, then he has to leave because he can't hold anymore. It's the same thing with these fibers. When it touches the oil, it'll fill up. Once it comes fully saturated, it cannot hold anymore. It'll stop absorbing. But it's filled 15 times its own weight with this material. But it's also immediately starting to biomediate this hydrocarbon molecules. I was thinking, can your application be used for residential homes? For instance, whenever I fry something, I'm not sure what to do with the vegetable oil. We're launching, we're in the process right now, of going to market for the first time, the public market to consumers with a bag on the shelf for that particular. And what this can do, we have a video, you can go to YouTube forward slash SaveZorb, and we have tons of videos of all different kind of applications. One unique one we have is a deep frying turkey, and you have five gallons of oil left. Right after it's fried and still hot, we open this drain from the tank into a plastic bag of SaveZorb. That hot oil goes into this plastic bag of SaveZorb and does not melt it. The SaveZorb traps it all. It's now, we call it, you can solidify it, just like you can paint the same thing. So this food oil, bacon grease, if you had a bag or the SaveZorb, you just pour it in the pan, give it a minute, move it around with a, a spatula and throw it right in the garbage. Because you can throw it in the garbage because it's not ever going to come back out again. It's encapsulated. So it's not going to harm the environment. We're approved for landfill because it doesn't leach. So yes, food oil, ink, liquid soap, blood. If you have a pet mess, or you happen to have a pet that's sick, or vomit, all these different applications, it's so amazing. So yeah, we sell to some schools and parks that they have a spill kit in their recreational. If the young kids are playing sports and they have a vomit, actually they use this to clean it up because it's natural instead of using some type of chemical. I can't wait to get hold of this product. I used to collect it in bottles and go and drop it off to the, you know, the, the city recycling center, which collects the vegetable oil. Right now, where I am, there is no such facility where I can drop it off. So we double bag it and put it in the trash and just close our eyes and hope it just goes away. You and 99% of uh, the population, they don't know what to do with it because there's nothing advertised. They barely know what to do when their car is leaking oil in their garage. You go to Home Depot and generally all they ever had was a bag of this floor dry kitty litter. So you had to use, you know, tons of this clay product. And then what do you do with that after? You put that in the garbage and it just leaks back out in time into the garbage and into the ground and into the soil and contaminates. Yeah, we're hopefully want to get this to the public to know for the kitchen use. For if you spill food oil or you have fry and grease, you can put it in a jar, pour this into the jar, it'll solidify it. Then you can just dump that jar, empty that jar into the trash. Whatever your guidelines are eligible. In California, you're told that everything that has any type of hydrocarbon, any fuel that you have to hazmat it, take it somewhere. But also, in the same sense, California has approved this for landfill, and it, we've proven through the fish biopsy test that this oil will not come back out once SaveZorb absorbs it. So safely, you can put it in the ground next to your plants after you absorb oil, because it's not going to come back out. It's not going to harm, again, the plants or the soil. 
Does it decompose? It's a positive negative. I'm not great to explain the exact science chemically, but it is a negative positive charge in the fiber that draws the hydrocarbon inside, and then the waxy coating locks it up. And then once it's inside, it starts biomediating. And they said that from 90 to 120 days, it's 85 to 90 percent biodegraded. So within six months to nine months, for sure, it's completely biodegraded, and then you know just back to natural breaks down again in, in the soil. There are so many applications that I keep thinking of. For instance, just a mat under your car. Every car has a couple of drops of something you know, which spills. Well, that we're also going to target the consumer market now, finally, is called a spillo mat. And it's only about 11 by 17 inches, and it looks like tubes all together filled with this product. You sit this under wherever your car is leaking, you pull in and out and just leave it there, and it will absorb for, you can use it for six months to a year before it's fully saturated. Once you see the oil is starting to come out off of it, you throw that in the bin, put another one down. This might last you, you know, with a small leaking car, you could probably last you a couple of years, I would think, you know, because it'll absorb up to a gallon of oil and most cars are just dripping or leaking a little bit. But yes, we sell these to companies. We make them as big as four foot by four foot for a diaper under huge cranes that are leaking. So we make this four foot by four foot spillo mat. They tie it under vehicles or under cranes and so that no oil ever leaks or hits the ground wherever the industrial site they're working on. We actually made them for a crane company to begin with. And now we sell them to other industrial companies. The next best thing about this product is it's sustainable. You talked about harvesting the peat moss, the sphagnum. Does it grow back? Is it like having a haircut? What happens to the bog? These bogs are prevalent all over Canada, especially also on the equator in line around the world. Ireland has some, they're different kind of peat there, but in different parts of the world, they have peat moss. But Canadian peat moss, so the bogs, they are sustainable. They regenerate, they regrow. They harvest them, uh, say a five acre track and harvest, and they vacuum this, this peat moss is how they do it. I went and watched the process in Canada, these big John Deere tractors with huge industrial vacuums. They vacuum up about the top layer of three inches every year. After 10 years of harvesting, they leave that bog and go to a new virgin bog and harvest it 10 years. Within 10 years, the old bog will have regrown and regenerated so it's sustainable. They'll never run out of this. They have uh, the protect them. They have laws that they're very compliant in Canada about this that they're not damaging and ruining. At one time I heard the problem in Ireland was they were cutting squares of it and using it for to burn, for fire, for heat. But when you cut that much of it, you damage it and stop the regrowth of it because you take the roots. So the way the process in Canada and regulations, they have to take care of it and treat it that it's always growing back. So it's, it's a sustainable natural product, which is very unique. So we'll never run out of it. Often natural solutions are more expensive. May it be because of inadequate supply, novelty, you know, marketing costs, whatever maybe. How does SaveSorb compare to the other solutions? Thank you for that question. Great question. This product, incomparable to its competitor, the number one competitor, Clay Kitty Litter, it's five times better. And it's, we're probably 5% less expensive to use than the clay because it takes 30 pounds of clay versus two pounds of Savesorb. That two pounds versus the 30 pounds cost is from equal to 10% cheaper on our product. And it costs less to transport. Exactly. But secondly, 
Now, in the states that are hazmat, that you have to dispose of it by hazmat, now you cut your costs 80% on disposal because of the weight. Instead of 3,000 pounds, you're disposing 300 pounds. So that cost there, that savings of that makes the product, at the end of the day, 30 to 50% less cost for a company at the end of the year to be green, which is so amazing and unique. But it's still so hard to have companies shift and change, even showing them the effectiveness and how good it is because change is just so hard. And the second thing is, it's not something that's really pretty or really important to a company. It's so small on their agenda, what they're cleaning up with. At the end of the day, they don't take much care unless they're a really green, environmentally conscious company. And then they're really excited about us. But it's really hard with a lot of companies or people to shift their thinking and get them to change over to this because they've used kitty litter and clay for 100 years. But it's like the old horse and buggy. It's time to go. So can this product be used like biochar or I just feel it could be repurposed? It's able to be used as a fuel for burn. That's the next step. And we're in process of, uh, of doing a lot of work and, and bringing that too. So once we're using a mass amount of it and we get it distributed big enough, then there's enough to capture to reuse. But it's actually very, very popular for that afterwards. It will be. They don't know it yet. So Ronnie, what are your next steps? You seem so passionate, you're so excited about your product. Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, we see ourselves nationally a leading brand of absorbance for the home and the business, that it's also B2B and B2C, be the consumer. The consumers finds the value. We have now made aware the consumer community, and they're using it for 10 to 12 different uses in the home and in the garage. And we're the leading, now the leading absorbent on the market because of so many factors of less expensive to use, so much easier to use, and more importantly than anything, green and eco-friendly protecting Mother Earth. Third, in five years, the global community has picked up and realized, and now they're being implemented in all states and countries are having a supply on this on hand when fuel or oil or chemicals are in their water system, in the river, streams, or oceans, they're using this to extract it and take it out of the ocean from this toxic fuels and chemicals that are just ruining uh, Mother Nature in so many different areas. It's my dream to see it globally recognized and understood and used and making such a difference for so many people on so many different levels. Our website, www.savezorb.com. That's S like Sam, A like Apple, V like Victor, E like Edward, S like Sam, O like Oscar, R like Randy, B like boy.com. Save Zorb. Save your time, save your money, and save the planet. They can buy it right online there. Or they can reach out to me, send me a note, any questions. Would love to hear from them. Thank you, Ronnie Ebanks, for coming on Mindful Businesses. We wish you all the best. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And best of luck to you. You're listening to Mindful Businesses, produced and hosted by Vidya Ayer. We would love to hear from you. Send us an email to info at mindfulbusinessespodcast.com. If you learned a thing or two from this episode, share it with one friend. Click on the subscribe button to be the first to learn about our latest episodes. We recorded this podcast in Buffalo, New York. Theme music was composed by Tatum Gale. Roseanne Korean is our marketing assistant. 
Ketan Karat is our podcast editor. Constance Thurman is our nonprofit consultant. And our advisors are Jim Stone and Anupama Pashrija. This is Vidya Ayer with Mindful Businesses.